We need a rock intro. That's, That's kind of weird. I know. We should make, <laughs> should make Nick like record different versions Can of we, this. I, we need a rock version. We need something that's like more amped. A rock version, a country version. Ah, country, country sucks. <laughs> country sucks. Country's awesome, man. I don't know what you're Anyways, talking Anyways, good morning, everybody. Welcome, Welcome to episode 21 of the Generational Divide with your host, Steve you Flores. You cut me off. And you cut me off. Jason Pasegan. Jason you. Butthurt Pasegan. We are you. we're here on a beautiful cloudy day in mm -hmm. California. Relaxed. It's rare. It's very relaxing. I'm in my pajamas today. Mm -hmm. I have my, my hoodie. I'm wearing this today. Good fit, honestly. <laughs> I wore this to the gym too. Wow. That's why I was like, I had the muscle shirt earlier. <laughs> muscle well, it's shirt. not muscle it's under armor it's under under armor you feel like you use that word muscle it's not muscle very loosely. it's under armor <laughs> same thing okay. but yes it's a beautiful cloudy day here i'm on christmas vacation i yeah done so nothing. your semester has ended how's quarter. how's your or your quarter has ended how's your first quarter in college jason it's, it's beautiful i thought i was gonna pass with straight c's i passed with b's and a's which is surprising Especially at the end there. I don't know what happened. I, I stopped being depressed. after. So I went to Thanksgiving. I don't know what happened when I came back. I went back. I wasn't depressed anymore. And I just became an academic weapon. Okay. So here's what, here's what happens. So my trauma response to being depressed or sad or stuff is I become a very, like, an academic weapon. Like, but I shut off from everyone, but I finish all my homework weeks in advance. But when I'm normal, like, I'm chilling, like, positive and stuff, I, I am the life of the party. Like, I'm chill, but, like, the, the schoolwork still gets done, but, like, it's a little bit more procrastinated. But for some reason, after I came home for Thanksgiving, after I went back for Thanksgiving, it all combined into one. Mm. So I'm an academic weapon while being, like, chill, which is the best of both worlds. I feel whole again. Okay. So what is it about coming home that made you feel like rejuvenated? I don't know. I literally, I can't explain it. Like I, I tried to explain it to some friends, but like, I couldn't explain it. Like, is it hanging out with people that you, uh, nope. that you haven't seen? Is it? I mean, I do that every time I come home, but this time it was just different. Hmm. Like I, I just went back and I was like feeling happy, feeling pumped up, happy. And then it just stuck. And then like, I haven't made dark jokes anymore. That my, my other friend realized this too, like with him, cause he's been going through the same thing unexplained either. Like you say jokes like, Oh, I'll just like, like if we're done, I was like, Oh, like we'll just drive off the cliff or like something like dark jokes like that. Right. Like, oh, I'll just die. Like, like it was something like that. I've not made those jokes in like a solid month, my friend either. And he mentioned, I'm like, I didn't even realize that. Cause obviously it's like all subconscious. Like you say that as a joke, but it's like, but then I haven't said that at all recently. I'm like, interesting. Mm, yeah so yeah i think the way your humor comes out is definitely depending on your state of mind yes right i think this is why depressed people are really funny <laughs> <laughs> if you you know if you listen to comedy like long enough and like the comedians that that tend to be the funniest also tend to be the most depressed yeah like bobby lee bobby i love bobby lee <laughs> oh my god he's so funny <laughs> you know i i take some of this humor like his like um delivery because he well there's this this one scene where he's like so 
Yeah, I was like molested when I was young. And then the <laughs> other person laughs. He's like, and there's why are you laughing? Why are you laughing? And then he's like, I'm going to do it. You can't laugh. And he said, so when I was four, I was brutally <laughs> molested. So this is this is my version of it. So I'm like, I'll be like, yeah, my dog got ate by coyotes. Like just randomly in conversation. I'm like, why are you laughing? That's messed up. And I'm like, yeah, so when I was 11, my family dog that was loved by everyone was brutally murdered by coyotes mm. guts bones everywhere and i just keep getting and then the, i look at them dead face in the face and then Aaron, they just start laughing and then every time i'm like that's so messed up like why are you laughing mm. and then every time like they're like all right, all right. i say you're a messed up human like why are you laughing at my my dog that got brutally murdered and all that and i just keep adding on getting worse worse more description okay <laughs> so love bobby lee so taking a page out of his book yes i love bobby lee we should have bobby lee on the podcast he would rip us a new one <laughs> Yeah, I think he would. Yeah, he, he's an he's a yeah he's an interesting cat. I mean, he's had like a tragic life story, very tragic. Uh, and uh, if you don't know anything about him, you know you can check out his his podcast. I, how, Tiger I Belly, Tiger Belly, that's what it's, it's called. So good. Yeah, he's a very funny guy. But a lot of these people, these uh, comedians that have like traditionally like really damaged lives and mm-hmm. upbringings, turn in. Like if some of them can turn that into something really funny that they can present out into people or it just gives them a certain viewpoint. Right. Yeah. That's always like interesting because they go to places that most people wouldn't even think about going to. I like it. Yeah. Yeah, He's really funny. So like to add on to that, I was like, so my friends, like, like me and my friend, like we, we, um, go gym together. So he, he drives sometimes and then like sometimes he'll speed and then he'll like, cause it's an old truck. So we speed him like, and I'm just like holding on and I'm like, stop, stop. And he's like, oh, come on. Like, and then cause we just like, oh, like if you don't tell me this, I'm just go faster. I'm like, oh, all right. I was like doing me a favor. And, I'm, and then he did it again last year. He's like, stop. I don't want to die anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and he starts laughing. Oh man. Yeah. I don't know what happened. It was just a shift. I don't know. It was weird. I didn't even do anything. Maybe I just, it's some- I learned some things about myself and then maybe that, I don't know. Okay. So what are the lessons you've learned? I learned how to separate a feeling, a person from a feeling. Okay. So let's just say Explain. this let's okay, let's just say like Sally. I was madly in love with her. She was made me feel very special, madly in love. Horrible person though. Let's say she's a horrible person. This is <laughs> I'm very dramatized. And Sally's made up. So let's say a horrible person. She made me feel loved though. We stop talking or like break up or whatever. A couple of years ago, by, I'm like, man, I miss Sally. Like, cause most people would be like, oh, I miss this person. Blah, 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 blah. But then I was like, wait a second. Sally's a screwed up human being. Right. And then I'm like, I don't miss Sally, but how come I miss Sally? And then I was like, I don't miss Sally. She's a screwed up human being. I miss the way she made me feel, mm. which it gets misconstrued of the way you feel being correlated with the person. But in reality, I don't really care if I feel that with Sally specifically. I just miss that feeling in its own. Mm-hmm. And that's what I learned. And I was like, Whoa. yeah, that has some pretty crazy implications. If you think about it, like I'm think s- about that idea, like more carefully, because then put it in the context, since we're on the topic of relationships, put it in the context of um, like, do you believe in true love? Like that there's one person out there that's made for you. Yeah, I think so. I still think, I See, think, but that contradicts what no, you just I know, said. I know, but listen, no, let me listen, listen. I think, cause okay, let's say there's Sally, then there's, um, I need to make a name, Allison, um, Sally and Allison. So let's say I also talked to Allison, madly loved her, same deal, but she wasn't as much as a screwed up person, but it's like, 
So I also like, let's say, oh, I miss Allison. But I'm just like, so if I compared it to, it's like, so I was a screwed up human being. I really don't miss like the, like what person she is. I don't like that person that she is. Right. But I miss how she made me feel. Allison made me feel that way. But if we take apart the feelings, like let's just take the feelings off. Do I miss that person in general? Like do then do them as a person, like, like, are they valuable? Like, do they make me feel good to hang out with or like feel good to like associate with? I just feel like a person on its own can like make you feel that way as well. Yeah. But the, this, the interesting thing is that you keep talking about feelings mm-hmm. and then you say feelings and people are separated. From they are separated. Other. Yeah. But your justification for true love is how they make you feel. Mm hmm. Because that's on, separate from the person, cause right? Because you know what? Maybe there isn't like a set person for everyone. Like I feel like that's kind of stupid. Like there's one true person for everyone, but I still think you can. And still now he's want... reversing. His yeah, because I'm thinking. I'm thinking. I'm thinking about this. Because I think you can still have monogamy just with. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, you can still have monogamy, but like, I think you could feel like that's your true person, but it may not be reality. Like obviously, you could get a divorce and find your new true love. Because then there's that whole point of divorce. Because you first say, oh my gosh, uh, uh, Casey, like, I love you. We're married. You're my true love. I'll, you're my one person. Then let's say you get a divorce. Like, and you meet um, Carrie. Like, Carrie, oh my gosh, you're my true love now. You're the only person for me. You get me? Yeah. Well, like, in that particular example, right? Because you will, you will come across people that are like that. that yeah that get really into a a relationship and they love it. And then all of a sudden they feel like, oh, the feelings have faded and then they want to move on to the next person Mm -hmm. to get that same high again. Yeah. Right. It's kind of like a drug addict, (laughs) but it's what it feels like. Right. And what they're, my understanding of that situation is they're not really attracted. What they're addicted to is a novelty newness. Mm. Right. Mm. Because there's something about those early relationships when you're first getting to know somebody, it feels exciting. You know, it's, I hate it. It's uh, so annoying <laughs> to me. Like, I like the the after beginning start of the relationship where it's like stable, like you like know things. Yeah. Like, you could still because the, here's the thing. You still can make it novel and exciting. It's just if you do it. Right. You just have to put effort into it. Yeah. But what I'm talking about is that one particular case. Yeah. Right where people that want to like constantly start new relationships, what they're really addicted to. And again, this is separating the people out from the feeling Mm -hmm. they're addicted to that newness feeling of a relationship. Yeah. Right. And because it's exciting, you don't know what the person is like. You're just so happy that somebody's even attracted to you. So that's one aspect to it is, um, is that novelty. Yeah. The other aspect of it, or, or one thing that people like that don't really understand is that all feelings fade, mm-hmm. right? Every emotion well, that you have ever had will pass. No, it won't. <laughs> I will always, I will, so like, I'm a self-admitted hater-ass bitch. Well, I don't know what that means. Like, I'm a hater, like deep down. Like, we all have a little hater-ass bitch in us. We all do, I just a little bit. I don't know what that is. Like, you're a hater, like you hate on something. Like, someone or something just makes you so mad, you're like, like for no reason. Well, there is a reason, but you just, you're just a hater. You know what a hater is, right? And we all have a little hater ass bitch in us. Well, I don't I don't think so. We'll call it H A B. Okay. We all have a little H A B in us. I mean, I I don't know if it 
Okay, I don't it. feel like I have. No, that. you do. So it's like I was. I used to be like before, like maybe like in summer, like before, like now. I I was like fifty percent HBA, like immediately. Okay. But now I'm about five percent. All right. Like I, and that five percent, like I just. Kind so of how do you up. know if you are an H? Was it HBA? Yeah, H-A-B-A? we no, we all HBA. Hate our ass. Hate wait. Hey, H A B, Yeah. <laughs> okay. We all have a little HAB in us, you know? A little hab. Yeah, but it's just the percents. Like, my percent used to be 15, but I let go a lot, and I'm chilling now. I only have 5%. This is just the one thing that, like, I'll, I just can't let go of. Because maybe I like to hate a little bit. Okay. I think we all love to hate a little bit. Yeah, that's, I mean, you, clearly that's a thing because that's most of social media. That's true. That's true. <laughs> but, yeah, I think... I think maybe feel not feeling. I don't know if that feeling will fade. If that feeling could fade, like how I feel about me being H A B towards this one thing, like I tried. I, I could let go of a lot of no, things, but that's one okay. thing I just gotta right. let go of. So I feel like you're confused about what I'm saying, right? Like emotions pass. All emotions pass. Yes. Right. You disliking something, thing, right? Whatever it is, you're not constantly thinking about that thing. I'm not. No. Right. That's what I mean by all emotions pass. Because when oh, you're really? not when you're not thinking about that one thing, it's not really dramatically affecting your life. That's true. That's true. That's true. Right? So it's not like it's not like you're just sitting there in in anger and hatred or, or whatever or frustration all the time. You just feel it whenever you experience that one thing or have a memory of that one thing. Yeah. But all emotions pass. Yeah. But you can associate emotions and feelings with people. Mm, yeah, which goes counter to what your the lesson that you learned. Yeah, I know that is. Yeah, that is counter to the lesson learned. But I think it's important. Like, I think that's a fine thing to do. Like, if you associate, like, you hang. Let's say I want to hang out with um, Bob because, like, he makes me feel like chill. Like, it's nice to be around. The feelings he makes me feel is like comfortable, relaxed, and like it's a fun time, right? And then, yeah, you, I feel like. That's fine. Like, if you want to hang out the more because he makes you feel that way, that's normal. That's a human thing. But I think you sh- you should also be able to separate the person from how they feel. And I feel like, personally, it's a hard thing for me to do. It's not something I realized, like, a couple weeks ago. And I'm like, dang, that's crazy. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. So, the point that I was trying to get across is... Let's hear the point. Is all emotions pass. Yes. Right. So when you start up a new relationship, of course, that you're going to have all these emotions mm-hmm. in the beginning of the relationship, but it's natural for those emotions to pass. Yeah. Right. There's no such thing as something that you're going to achieve or attain that's going to give you everlasting happiness. Yeah. Right. That's not that's not really what it is. Yeah. Right. I mean, like if like and even the way the, the word happiness is used a lot of the time, it's confused with what we call like hedonic pleasure. Mm-hmm. Like, do you know what hedonic pleasure is? refresh me okay so hedonic pleasure is just something that feels good yeah right so it's like eating that sandwich eating that sandwich yeah (laughs) sandwich that jason just made me right that's hedonic pleasure it felt good right Mm -hmm. now that is different from what i call the traditional sense of the word happiness Mm. right the traditional sense of the word happiness has to do with like your overall contentment and satisfaction with life yeah and in you know like even if you look at the constitution which was which has that in there right Mm -hmm. 
that we're all free to uh, pursuit of happiness. pursuit happiness, right? The pursuit of happiness. Now, when Thomas Jefferson wrote that pursuit of happiness, his definition for happiness is not hedonic pleasure. It's not making things or experiencing things that make us feel good. Yeah. That's not the way he's using it. Because back then, happiness had to do with that feeling that you get when you take responsibility for something and then you work towards it. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. Work towards taking care of it, whatever it is. Okay? Mm -hmm. So uh, back then, it was also associated with whatever you do for a living, whatever your job is. So let's say that you're a carpenter, right? So what you by becoming a carpenter, you have taken on the responsibility of building things for other people. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. And then the pursuit of that, of being the best carpenter that you can be. And then every time you build a house, you build it just a little bit better or you make this other improvement or you try to learn from other carpenters. Mm -hmm. That feeling that you get from learning and then applying and then seeing the results of your of your labor, that is what he called happiness so happiness in the old sense is different than what people normally use happiness in current times in current times people use that word of happiness as meaning like pleasure, pleasure right am i feeling good right now mm -hmm. am i feeling like happy right now yeah right so they're confusing those two things and so when somebody likes to jump into relationship 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 because they like that newness of that feeling and that feeling fades away, they're not understanding two things. They're not understanding that A, all emotions fade, mm -hmm. right? There's no such thing as an everlasting emotion. And then B, that's not really happiness. That's pleasure. Yeah. Right? And happiness comes from taking responsibility over a relationship. It means that you've taken somebody and you've gone, all right, I choose you, Pikachu, right? <laughs> Stupid. Uh -huh. but I choose you over anyone else. And I'm going to take responsibility for you mm -hmm. no matter what. And I'm going to ignore everyone else to the best of my ability to focus all of my effort into you. Mm -hmm. Right. And I'm going to make you my responsibility. Mm -hmm. I'm going to make uh, and and. To me, like that's what a real relationship is, is when you do that to somebody and then they reciprocate that back. Yeah. You can exchange. Huh? Right. You build each other up. Right. It's not just building each other up. It's taking responsibility. Mm. Right. Like when you feel bad, I'm going to try to make you feel oh. better. Yeah, of course. When you are struggling with something and you want somebody to listen, I'm just going to try to listen when you you know what I mean? And you're working towards that. And that commitment is really important. And it's. And it's um, it goes counter to what uh, even like what our own like biology as men goes to. Yeah. Right. Like as men, like like we there's something about like, oh, having as many partners as you can possibly have before yeah. you die. Right. That just makes you feel like, oh, I've conquered or something. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's and you can go through that. But that's that is what we call hedonic pleasure yeah that might feel good that might feel pleasurable right like in the in the physical sense of it right yeah um and even in the ego sense of it but that's not happiness like an overall contentment with your life mm -hmm. right like because that's because nothing is lasting nobody's ever taken a responsibility of you as much as you've taken responsibility of them yeah right so because that doesn't go back and forth then you don't have like like a stable relationship 
Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. And then here's the other thing about the, um, uh, like the true love or whatever, or that, that there's one true love for every mm-hmm. person. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's true. Maybe. Who knows? What's the likelihood that out of 8 billion people that there are on earth that you're going to meet your one true love? Mm, zero. <laughs> it's really small, right? 8 billion people in the whole world. You're trying to find one other person out there, right? Maybe that person exists. Maybe. Right? Maybe. The chances of it are extremely low. And I'm not saying that it doesn't happen. There's there's like a plenty of stories out there of people that, you know, have been married for 70 years, right? And they've been together since high school. Yeah, and exactly. those people just got lucky, mm-hmm. right? For most of us, we're not going to find that one perfect person. For most of us, we're going to find somebody that's just going to have to be, all right, I can live with this. Right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's not just that you are saying I can live with this person. They're saying I can, I can live, live with, with you. you. Exactly. Right. Exactly. So it goes back and forth. And that's where that taking responsibility part comes from is I'm going to dedicate myself to you because if I invest all this love and attention and, and, and responsibility onto you and you reciprocate it back onto me over time, that's going to build such a powerful, like, like not even like just relationship, just like a powerful, like partnership, a powerful bond, like bond that won't let that, that you are not never going to find if you just keep moving from person to person. I agree. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's the value of that, you know, a little bit of battling your own biology, a little bit of battling, you know, like your own like hedonic pleasures in order to achieve something that could be even greater out into the future. Mm-hmm. Right. And then this has even more implications when you, th- you think about like, well, the point of choosing a partner is, you know, to have and raise kids. True. Well, it's not for everyone. Right. Yeah. It might not be for everyone. Writing down sure. notes. Hold on. Go on. <laughs> Go on. I was about to kick it back to you, man. Oh, okay. So, okay, kick it. What do you think? It. I think everything you said was pretty valid and stuff, you know? Um, <laughs> I mean, it was a lot. It was a lot to take in. But like, yeah, I, I know. Sorry. I, I, agree, I agree with most of it. I think that um, I think a lot of people do things for hedonic pleasure. I personally think that I could fall into that a bit, but... I feel like I'm a little more level-headed when it comes to like that because I don't look at just the hedonic pleasure. Like, let's just say I don't look, just look at the feelings. I also like let's say if I'm getting a relationship with someone, I don't just look. I don't. I don't think about how they make me feel. I always think about what type of person they are, what they you know do for me. I like I assess everything. I just don't assess the feelings. Like, I'm very much an overthinker. So let's just say I get in a relationship with um, Jackie. Like I'm like, like I'm like all right, this woman, this girl is making me feel. Uh, very special in this way and stuff let's see what they do because they can make me feel a certain way but could still be doing harm to me at the same time yeah yeah that's true yeah, yeah. so i have to look at that i'm going through then, my rolodex of past relationships <laughs> i'm just thinking of people <laughs> people in my life and what i see hold on i'm still scrolling <laughs> I, I scrolled i've scrolled uh, people don't make the best choices yeah i think this is off top. Like I'm just gonna jump around. But like, I think I'm a very spontaneous person. 
pretty adventurous. Like, okay. I think you can you agree with that or not? Nah? Mm, yeah, I'd say so. Very spontaneous. Like I, I like I used to like I used to I go to the beach at like one a.m. Come back at four, just like chill, like like nature. And then sometimes like here back home, like my friends were like, "Oh, you want to go to the canyons at like twelve a.m.?" I'm like, sure. You want? And I'm like, I want to go to the beach like at one. Like when I'm here, like ah, let's go. I'm up for anything. That's just the type of person I am. Down for adventure. Okay, so you're open. I'm open. I'm open. All right. Sometimes it's spontaneous. I think my choices, like I, ever since we talked about that, like not living in fear of everything, mm-hmm. I've become a lot more confident, even more spontaneous on things that like are like nerve wracking, like maybe asking someone on a date or like something like that, like a lot more doing that. And I think that's a very good thing. I think it's good to be spontaneous and blah, blah, blah. But well, you, okay. let me, let me explain. There's an opposite <laughs> side to that as well. Cause yeah, I'm spontaneous and all. And I think, but the thing is, I do think things through. Like, I think it through. I like a measure. Like, is any harm going to come from this, or is there any good that's going to come from this? And mm. then, if I really want to do something, and then like it does not harm me, I'm like, like I may be scared to do it, but I'm gonna still do it. For me, that's spontaneous. Like, let's say asking just a girl on a date. Because okay, so a lot, it's like a responsible spontaneous. Yeah, it's a responsible spontaneous. If you want to say it like that. I, I, that's what I would say. I'm a very responsible, spontaneous person when it comes to like people, when it comes to me, like, like going out, maybe it's not the most responsible to go on a walk at 1am to the beach. Maybe it's not the most responsible, but I know at the end of the day, I'm, I'm safe. Like I could do all this. Like it's still responsible. Like I have my shoes, I can bring some water, like, you know, like okay. I'm prepared. Some people I know are just are spontaneous, not in the, in the good way. They just make very questionable to- choices that they, they don't think things through and i'm like and they're like well i'm just being spontaneous i'm like i mean yes but it's like maybe you should think things through a little more because i feel like there's a there's just a perfect balance that you need to have you know okay that you just some people just don't have and just like it's like man you just could have saved yourself so much trouble oh yeah for sure and it's like (sighs) upsets me (laughs) yeah but that's like the judgmental aspect of you, right? It's like like when you see other people messing up and you want to like shout at them and all that. I'm like that hardcore. Really? Yeah. Like I, I'm super judgmental. Oh, I know that. You judge me on everything I do and everything. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. Right. So that's that same emotion. Like I'm judging you right now for being on your phone. I'm writing notes down. <laughs> I that, Like the thing I said was a note. I'm writing notes down. I'm listening though. Okay. So... Yeah, the spontaneity thing. Spontaneity? Yeah, spontaneity. Yeah. Um, Good luck spelling that. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, there there is stupid spontaneity, and then there is intelligent spontaneity, right? And, and yeah, you should always, you know, I think those are more of, like, aspects to your personality, mm. right? And so when you're thinking about aspects to your personality, you should also think about what, uh, what kind of aspects are going to be complementary to that if you are going to get into a relationship with somebody else, mm. right? So somebody that's very spontaneous, that's very open. If you get two people that are like that in a relationship together, it's just going to turn out into a big mess because <sighs> nobody's going to be really thinking long-term about, um, yeah, thinking long-term, mm. right? Like, yes. like even you, when you're in your examples, when you say, oh, yeah, we're just going to go to the beach at one o'clock in the morning to four o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, nobody's going to get hurt. Probably not. 
right? Nobody's going to get injured. There's not like you're not harming other people. You're not damaging property. Yeah, yeah. That, all those things are true. Yeah. But in the long run, that's really bad for your brain. Oh, my right? gosh. <laughs> like, this, we're not going into sleeping. Okay, I, uh, we're going back yeah. into sleeping. I have proven. Uh, we don't have to go. No, into, no, no. I have proven that I don't need sleep. I'm says, happy without sleep. Says the straight B student. <laughs> that's fine i'm the college hey i have three a's i don't know what you're talking you about you could be an all a student yeah but that's not fun that's not fun that doesn't build character right so but what i'm saying is what that i'm saying i'm saying that the sleep is not important for me i will stand by that yeah i've been sleeping I'm at 3 a.m your grades dude I, my grades are good my grades are better than some people that get like 10 12 hours of sleep eight hours i just my grades are better than them what do you what do you have to say about that well, A, you shouldn't be comparing yourself to You just compared me to some other people. What people? What are you, you said, talking about? Well, you could. But blah, 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 blah. Well, yeah, I said I compared you to your potential. I didn't compare you to other people. How do you know getting eight hours? No, 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 no. When I did get ten, eight hours of sleep, I had straight C's. How do you explain that? Uh, Bucko. Bucko. There is a lot to it. Like, So you spent years... Gosh. you know conditioning yourself to poor sleeping habits and then you think Good that you can just habits. change it uh, like after a few weeks month we you said a solid month i tried a solid month did not go well i had less time yeah you, you know you got to think about the ten thousand hour rule you know you hear you hear, hear about that nope All right, it takes ten thousand hours to do something really well All right it's 24 <laughs> times 30 I was pretty damn close. 720 hours. 720. Yeah. That's pretty damn close. That's close to 10,000. Oh, 10,000. <laughs> <laughs> that's not even a thousand, man. Anyways, go on. Your point. Yeah. So the, the point is, if you have two people that have this um, mentality where they can't uh, think long term. I think right? long term. If you have two people, this is not <laughs> hypothetical. I know. Uh, that can't think long term, that's going to be bad because there's not going to be anybody that's going to, you know, take care of the day to day things that do need to be taken care of. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. Like the, uh, that are going to have like long term benefits. Mm -hmm. Okay. So this could mean taking care of yourself. This could mean taking care of your house. This could mean taking care of like your finances, all that stuff. Yeah. You need one person that's going to be high in what's called conscientiousness. Yeah. That's somebody that, you know, conscientious person will see something out of place and they'll have to fix it. Versus somebody that's not very conscientious will see something that's out of place and just they'll just be able to walk over it. Yeah, it'll, that's it'll me. Be fine. I think I'm, I'm like a little mix, but it just depends on my mood. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I see something like, have to have to fix that to clean my room. Other times, just like, nah, I'm chilling. Right, and so it could be, uh, you know, variable across your other like states of mind, mm -hmm. right? So yeah, so when you're picking somebody like to be in a relationship, it's going to be worth it to think about like, all right, what are my personal characteristics, personality characteristics, and then is this person that I'm deciding to tie myself to? are they going to have complementary characteristics? Yeah. And you can look up what are complementary characteristics. What's complementary to spontaneousness? Uh, conscientiousness. Oh, real. How about hyperactivity? Uh, that's not a personality. Extrovertedness. Extrovertedness. I mean, 
extrovertedness is not you can be with another extroverted person yeah i know right it, you probably don't if you're very extroverted you probably don't want to be with somebody who's introverted i'm actually chill with that right because like here's the problem with an extrovert an extrovert wants to go out and they want to be around people introverts don't want to do that right now if they're somewhat in the middle right if you're like in the 50th percentile of extrovertedness maybe you lean a little bit more towards extroverted then yeah you could probably be with somebody who's like leans a little bit to the introverted side yeah. because that's not too much of a gap but if you're like in the 99th percentile of extrovertedness and then you're dating somebody who's in the one percentile of introvertedness or you know yeah um who's on the other end of the scale that's going to cause problems. I think I'm like 70. Because you're going to want to go out and the other person's going to want to stay I feel in. I like I'm like 60, and that's going to cause conflicts. 65-75% like in that ballpark. I'm 65-75% extrovertedness. Have you taken a personality test? I have taken that like 15 type personality thing, the IB def one. IB def? The the one that's like gives you the 16 types of personality, that one. 16 types of personality? Yeah. I don't know what that is. Yeah, what? Really? 16 personality test the what's it called yeah this one this one what's it called the 16 personality test i don't know that doesn't sound like a real thing it is and it's like the different personality types like i n f p a n i f p t what you haven't talked about this is this myers-briggs what Might is this be. Yeah, because Myers-Briggs is along four different categories, right? Which is introvertedness or extrovertedness. Um, uh, what is that? Sent what? Sentinel. Sentinel. Is it sensor or intuitor? Oh, sensor or intuitor. Twitter.com? No, like if you mm. intuit things versus if you um, uh, sense things right yes uh trying to look up what these other ones are wow this is gonna be for great dead air yeah i know dead air okay so extroverts introverts that's e and i uh sensors or intuitors intuitives so i'm just kind of looking up wherever on this Sensors are realistic people who like to focus on the facts and details and apply common sense and past experiences to come up with practical solutions to problems versus intuitives who uh, prefer to focus on possibilities and big picture, easily see the patterns, value, uh, value innovation and seek uh, creative solutions. So, in, you know, so that's openness is what that tells me. Right. So are you open or not open? I'm pretty open. Uh, are you open? Thinkers or feelers? Uh, thinkers. That feels like it should go along with sensors. Okay, but and look. And then judges and perceivers. But okay. Look. So look. I don't know how valid Myers-Briggs is anymore. Probably But I do there. know that the big five. Have you heard of the big five? No. Big five personality. Look, I think is, at the end of the day, if is you more someone, reliable. Long story short, if you love someone, just go with them. No, <laughs> that's terrible. That's I, that, I, that contradicts everything I said. Yeah, that, don't do that. that don't do that. I'll be <laughs> no, so but. big five is extroversion, yes. right? So that's whether you're introverted or extroverted. Agreeableness, whether you're agreeable or disagreeable. Conscientiousness, that's what I was saying yeah. about whether you can let things go or not let things go. 
uh, emotional stability. So I'm sensing a little bit of low end scale of that for you. (laughs) (laughs) You can't even say that with a straight face. I can. (sighs) Just look at. Just listen to our episodes and we'll see how emotionally <laughs> look, stable look, this guy is. When it comes is. to me, I'm unstable. But if it's other relationships with other people, I'm pretty stable. It's just me that I'm unstable okay. with. And then finally is openness to experience. And what's good about the big five personality dimensions is that they're backed up by science. By Yeah, by really good science, right? So <laughs> Why are you laughing? I don't know. What do you think you are on all of these? Like extroversion. I think I'm 65 to 75% extroverted. Okay uh agreeableness was that one again explain so agreeableness uh i think you're on on this end so high agreeableness means you're warm considerate good-natured you like thinking about other people uh uh, low agreeableness aloof easily irritated i'm like at 80 percent on this one judgmental 80 percent agreeable yeah i'm I'm on the low end of the agreeableness okay how how much of the first one are you like introverted i'm introverted like what percent let's give us a ballpark percent i actually have uh the numbers uh yes. i'm gonna have to go look for it though it's fine just just give me a ballpark i can't remember what it just was just give a ballpark i like i didn't have to take the oh test, you know what i think i can actually look it up well i just give me a ballpark i said i'm like 65 75 percent extrovertedness maybe 75 70 70 75 hello uh, yeah I'm dead air well save that for yourself dead air just give me the ballpark Oh, hold on. Oh, this guy, this guy. You don't need the exact number. I do need it. You don't. You literally don't. This works without it. No. I, it uh... it does. <laughs> what is wrong with you? <laughs> I actually oh, have a whole file. This is this is dumb. I have numbers, son. I actually took this big five. It's it's astounding. So agreeableness, I am incredibly low. I'm in the 11th percentile. So if I were in a room of 100 people, I'm more disagreeable than 89 of them. So 89. So you're like, so you're like 89% I'm low on agreeableness. Yeah. So disagreeableness, you're 89%. How about the first one? The uh, extrovert, introvert. Uh, extroverted, introvertedness. Let me see. This guy. I know. I got to look through you all You don't these. need to do this. Just give me a ballpark. Very low. I'm in the ninth percentile. So you're nine percent. You're, uh, I'm very introverted. So eighty nine percent introvert. Ninety one. Ninety one percent introvert. Yes. Yeah. And what's the agreeable? Then what's the third one? Okay. So I said eighty percent agreeable, and then seventy five percent extroverted. Okay. And then conscientiousness. Which is that one again? So conscientiousness is like if you're responsible, dependable, goal oriented. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm in the middle. I would say one. I'm in the middle, fifty percent. Yeah. Yeah, I'm fifty six percent. I said fifty fifty. It just depends on what it is in my mood. Yeah, and then uh, emotional stability. Hundred percent for me. Right. So they call this uh, what is this? Like orderliness, I think. I think right now I'm emotionally stable. <laughs> right now I am. Why do you say that? Because I'm chilling. We have we have a whole conversation about this. Okay. But I don't know. I don't know about that one. I, I can't give an answer to that one. I'm going to be real. So I just won't. Okay. So I'm moderately high in orderliness. So I'm 76 percentile. Real, real. How about what's yeah. orderliness? And then uh, or, 
Huh? Orderly. That's like emotional okay, stability. Okay. And then the next one. And then uh, openness. I think I'm pretty open. This one surprised me. I'm like typical. I'm like 53rd percentile. I, I think I'm like 60, 70 percent open. See, helps to file away things. Yeah, sure. <laughs> you literally did not need to do that at all. Yeah, and you, you cause just a lot of dead air, extra time. It's like, nah, nah. Mm -hmm. nah. yeah. So, big five. I, I know that's reliable. So I think there's diff there's different websites that can like assess you on it. It's usually like on a 100. You have to answer like a hundred different questions to get like an idea as to uh, what you are in each of these categories, and it's pretty stable. The only interesting thing is that uh, when it comes to like openness. Or all these stay pretty stable with time, uh, but you can actually uh, change your openness to be like more open to experience by taking like certain psychedelic drugs, <laughs> and those changes stay throughout your whole life. Yeah. Really. Yeah, they've been doing uh, uh, research with psilocybin. Psilocybin. So it's like mushrooms. Mushrooms. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. It turns out it makes you more open. Really. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. It is very crazy. That's crazy. All right. So. What did we learn? Oh, how much time are we at? We're at 40, 41 minutes. Okay. I think we could, we could rub in like, this. I could, that's a nice topper at that end of that conversation. <laughs> now let's talk about pop culture. Let's talk about Kanye. Oh. What a, what a, what a change in pace. Okay. So what do you so, have? As you know, Kanye is a famous musician, singer, person. Okay. He has gone off the rails these past couple of years. Mm -hmm. Maybe mental, mental stuff. He has gone even more off the rails recently. He's been saying lots of anti-Semitic stuff mm -hmm. on lots of sources on Twitter. So, he went on Joe Rogan's podcast. Not Joe Rogan's podcast. Mm. Alex Jones. Okay. Yeah. Alex Jones. Podcast. And Alex Jones is kind of a nut, right? He's a nutcase. Yeah, yeah. I think when, I did see some clips of this. When Kanye went on Alex Jones' podcast, Alex Jones looked like the normal person. <laughs> and that's how you know. And Alex Jones was trying to keep Kanye on, on the rails, which is like, whoa. And I, I want to quote this. I'm going to quote because I don't want to be the one saying this. I quote. This is Kanye. Quote. I think Hitler is an all right person. End quote. <laughs> he said that <laughs> verbatim. He said, okay. he said, quote, I think everyone this in the world has purpose, even Hitler, especially Hitler, end quote. And he's like, how can yeah. I, and then, quote, how can I hate the man that made this very, um, the very microphone that I, I, I sing on and the highways that we use every day, end quote. Even though Hitler did not do any of those things. Yeah. You know, it sounds to me like, um, like Kanye's going through like a mental issue. Yes. Very so much I don't so. know why people are taking anything that he's saying seriously right now. You know, it's like it, it, it you know, this is one of the weird things about being a celebrity is that uh, your mental health issues are kind of put out into display and then people take you seriously. You know, it's like, you know, when I was at Star, when I'm uh, at stuff. I used to go to Starbucks every morning before work. Yeah. Because, you know, a Nogales grad over there would would, uh, you know was ho was a server there and oh, really? or yeah. barista or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so I'd like, you know, catching up with her and stuff. But, um, yeah, there was this crazy lady that would show up all the time and then she would have a cell phone. Like, first off, it's a flip phone. Yeah. 
right? Which is really old. And then she would sit there and talk to it, but that phone was not even on. Mm. Like it, it didn't work, right? It was pretty yeah. clear that it didn't work and um, hadn't worked for quite a while. So, uh, you you know, I would just hear her talking and then she would like pretend to be like an actress or something and she'd be talking to her agents and, you know, going off on these rambling. Like the weird part about this whole Kanye thing is it's imagine taking that lady and then taking her seriously mm. and going, oh, do you, you really have an agent? Are you an actress? What movies? Like if you started like treating her seriously, I feel like that's what everyone is doing to Kanye right now, mm. which is blowing my mind. Right. Because that says a lot more about everyone having a strong reaction to Kanye than I think Kanye. I think it's just like, wow, like he's actually saying all this. Well, I think some people are actually hating on him. I'm just for me. It's like, wow, he's actually saying all this crap. Yeah. But but why? Uh, why is that a thing? Like, why is that significant? Like, if, if you it's just see, surprising. if you see a crazy person on the street, right, like talking to themselves and being all crazy, mm -hmm. right? And you, if you want to experience this, just drive anywhere in Skid downtown Row. L.A. Not even Skid Row. Just anywhere in L.A. <laughs> like there's almost people everywhere in L.A. now. Last time I drove through L.A., there was a tent under every overpass. Every single overpass had a tent city. Real. Not, not just a tent. I'm talking about like a, like a miniature city yeah. under each overpass, which blows my mind. Right. But anyways, just go out there. Listen to those people. And then try taking them seriously. Yes. <laughs> right? Like, like that's what everyone is doing to Kanye right now. And, and it's kind of sh like, it's like, that is kind of shocking to me. I think he just needs help. Yeah. He yeah. Just, he clearly he needs just help. needs to get off. And people and, need to stop encouraging him. Well, people encouraging him by, by listening, by paying attention. Just do both. Just, he needs to like, you know, you can't, show. you can't do both. You can't like pay some, like, Look at somebody who's having a mental issue, stare at them, and then say, this is helping. No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying, like, just don't listen. Like, yeah, don't listen. Don't listen. Don't interact. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's just shocking. Yeah, it's shocking. But, you know, there's a lot of things that are shocking out there. Does it mean that we should invest a whole lot of time and emotion, like, in in paying attention to that stuff? Mm -hmm. I don't I don't know. I don't know if that's good for the person. Here, we, right? we, we, we could switch gears here. So, some people are not listening to Kanye music because of all this. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's them. Yeah, because you got to separate. It's like, yeah, exactly. it's like your thing, separating right? Separating the, the, the artist, artist from, from the art. art. Yeah. And that's a very easy... Well, it's not... For some people, have a problem with that, though. Yeah. I've never why. been, personally, like a big Kanye fan like in, uh, in terms of his music and but stuff. Like but like just other people, though. Let's if, just make this a general thing. But I thing. totally get it if you... Uh, if you're the person that's like seeing all this go down, but you still like to listen to his music, mm -hmm. right? I'm like, oh, okay, that sounds fine or whatever, right? Yeah. Like, but it's, uh, but like kind of, you know, I went through this when I was a kid. It's a fun story time. Story time. Let's go. <laughs> okay. So when I was a kid, okay, this is, this is going to give you a lot of insight into like how messed up my brain is, or at least was. I'm not like this anymore. Yeah. But, I know. <laughs> but when I was a kid, uh, I remember uh, Michael Jackson was very famous. Right. Oh. So this is Michael Jackson when, when he was still black. <laughs> like he was so like I remember watching on the news uh, footage from a live concert with him. And 
I remember seeing all these girls just like pass out from watching his show. Right. And then from then on, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to be into this. Right? <laughs> That's weird. That's weird. You're screwed up. In yeah. The and I was like, like six or seven or something at the time. I was like, yeah, this is dope. <laughs> yeah i don't or maybe eight i don't know i was really young so back then you know we this was before cds mm-hmm. right this is cassette times damn right so i bought uh i had my parents buy me like every cassette tape of of michael jackson and we just listened to it in the car and i loved it right and then later on it came out like all that that child stuff <laughs> yeah. pedophile stuff started coming out and so I I uh, took all my cassette tapes and I threw them directly in the trash. I deeply regret that. <laughs> yeah, you could have been a millionaire. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. Yeah, but it, it was like, yeah. And that was one of the weird things about, uh, it's one of those things that you learn with time, though, is that, yeah, like artists, they, they're going to go crazy, right? And a part of it is to be an artist, you got to be really high in that openness. Yeah. Right. Which means that like no idea sounds ridiculous to you. Right. But that's also the same personality trait that's going to enable you to make a lot of great art because Mm -hmm. you're not restricted by the normal rules or whatever. Mm -hmm. Right. If you look at the art, the artists that really push limits and stuff, they're not following. Oh, this is the way you make a pop song. I'm just going to copy and paste this Mm -hmm. and put my voice over it. No, no, no. The really innovative ones, the really like ones that people really pay attention to are the ones that bring something new to the table. They bring life. Right. Yeah. So it's like, you know, listening to Led Zeppelin in 1969, right? Before, you know, classic rock had had become a thing, right? Back then it was just like the Beatles were the biggest thing, right? And then in comes in this this guy with long curly hair and a shirt that's all the way open to his navel. <laughs> He's wearing super tight pants and it looks like there's a, like an oversized pickle in there, you know, <laughs> and he starts shaking his hips and then, and then you hear him, uh, start to sing. And it's like this loud high pitch, like, yeah, you know, and, and then it's, and then you hear the guitars and you hear the drums and it's something like you've never heard in your life ever before. Yeah. Right. That's, that's high openness right there. Right. But it also tends to create people that are a little bit crazy. Right. Like, <laughs> like so, you. Yeah. Like me. Sure. But, uh, You're mentally unstable. Oh yeah. Right. Me at the 75 percentile. Uh, but that's the thing is, um, you are. I think that openness just kind of does that to people make them go crazy yeah i think it's it is a little bit of the crazy it's part of the fun yeah well it's part of the art this is art we're being open sure yeah artist i'm an artist okay (laughs) are you gonna start wearing shirts open to your name no no you do have that muscle shirt on right now no that's for comfort Mm mm-hmm Muscle it is for shirt. comfort. <laughs> oh, slept at 3 a.m. There we go. <laughs> awesome. All right. I think this is a good place to call it a day. What have you learned, Jason? I learned how to separate the feeling from emotion. I learned that two weeks ago, but I shared it with everyone here. Okay. Yeah. That's important. Yeah. Very I good. I think that's a hard skill to learn, though. Yeah. It's very hard to learn. Like, it's hard to separate the people from the feeling because you just associate them. 
to there. You just have to learn to rip off the association. Yeah. Some people can't do that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Separate the emotions from the people. And it just makes sense. Like, we, yeah, we're going back into because, like, you see, like, let's say, like, Kristen and Kristen and Jack are together and, like, super toxic relationship. Like, they hate each other low key. But then have that dis whatever you said happiness that pleasureness, and it's like hedonic that, pleasure. Yeah, that crap. So <laughs> they basically are blinded by that, even though they're toxic for each other. And then when they break up, they're like, "Oh my gosh!" It's kind of like, in a way, toxic. Re- oh my gosh, maybe this is a thesis. In a way, toxic relationships could be Stockholm syndrome. Mm, interesting idea. Think about it. I mean, it's a little bit of. Oh, yeah, it is like sympathizing with your abuser. Yes. A bit. Or like and then like loving because loving your abuser. I, wow, that's crazy. That's like a, I should do do a, like a research paper on that. Yeah, I think there's there's something to that. I think people that have been traumatized as children feel the traumatization as being comfortable. So they try to look for that same kind of chaos in their relationships later on. Yes, I think that's pretty Stockholm syndrome. Bro. Research that pretty easily. Dang. That might be my thesis in like three years. Yeah, you can change your 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 major to psychology. All of a yes. Or <laughs> you're gonna try to put like somehow horseshoe this into your computer science degree. Yeah, for sure. For sure. <laughs> and what did you learn today? Um, I learned that Jason still doesn't sleep. Yeah, because it does. It's not required. It's not required. Yeah, despite. All the science out there. Well, I'm just a scientific anomaly. Okay. Because that happens, outliers. Yeah. Yeah. I'm Kanye, one of the outliers. I mean, don't know. No, you did not just call me Kanye. That's crazy. <laughs> it's a Freudian slip. That's crazy. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. Jason slash uh, Johnny <laughs> is special. You know, he's just so much better than all of us guys. I am. That's the lesson that I've learned. Jason is better than every one of us. Just sleep-wise. Mm-hmm. Sleep-wise. Yeah, he's the only person on earth that just doesn't need sleep. Yeah. It's pretty amazing. It is just glorious. Yeah. My Kratos. Mm-hmm. Dream on. <laughs> okay. Have you seen the Kratos memes? Mm-mm. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. All right. That brings us into our song recommendations. My recommendation is Dream On by Aerosmith. Good song. Good song. Yeah. Sing with me. Sing it till you do. Yeah. Another guy who likes to show off his navel. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. Are we all? All right. Your yeah. what's your your recommendations? Crap! I think we should skip it. No, my recommendations also. It's BS. So it's Burnout by Midland. It's a country song. It's a country Don't listen song. to it. Yeah. Dream on is better. Yeah, who knows? You might listen to it. And you might like it. You won't. And you're gonna be like a big country fan. You won't. You're gonna show up to school. You won't. In your cowboy hat and boots. We should do a whole episode in accent. Okay, we'll think about that. <laughs> All right. See you guys later. All right. Oh, uh, uh, let's finish it off, right? You do this because uh, you have it in front yeah, of you. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. Uh, <laughs> to support the podcast, uh, just share us uh, with anyone that you know. And uh, if you want to reach out to us, if you have a question to ask, you can email it to us at thegenerationaldivide at skiff.com. And you can also find us on Instagram. Uh, Jason can be found at Jason Maddox underscore. Right. And I can be found at steve.a.flores. And if you want to, you know, give us some coffee uh, or buy us a coffee, you or can go to our Patreon sandwiches. at patreon.com forward slash the generational divide. Yes. Thank you and very now much for listening. I will now go home and eat the best sandwich I've made ever.
All right. See you guys later. Adios, muchachos and muchachas.